Hello friends and welcome back to Ghoul's Night Inn, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. Midge, I promised you something strange today. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so I have reached into my bag of tricks and weird obsessions and produced something that I think is pretty fun. Um, are you familiar with the nutshell studies of unexplained deaths? No. Well, I am excited to tell you, and we're going to find out all about those today. Uh, so let's start way back, um, you know, apply your, your flashback um, filter uh, to this. Um, so, exactly. uh, so in Chicago, back in 1878, um, a woman was born uh, named Frances Glessner Lee. Um, well, technically Lee was later, uh, but just for ease's sake, uh, we will just call her that for now. Uh, so Frances was a wealthy heiress, um, and she suffered from a severe case of tonsillitis as a little girl, and Relatable. ended up. Un- I know she ended <laughs> up undergoing surgery for it um, way back in these olden times, where obviously that was kind of a kind of a last ditch effort. Um, but mm-hmm. this was credited um, with spurring her interest in medicine. Um, so she it's always kind of weird hearing about you know the history of things that women did at this time are never as detailed as you would like um (laughs) it sounds like she just kind of followed some doctors around a bit um and learned some stuff about nursing um she was married um at 19 and had three children um but actually eventually divorced her husband uh also wild um back in 1914 yeah uh but the that guy's not important uh what's important um is her brother i'm I'm changing the title (laughs) of our podcast to that guy's not important yes truly truly the ghoul's night in story (laughs) um her brother um also interested in medicine went to harvard medical school and through him um she became friends um with a guy named george mcgrath who was one of his uh, fellow medical students and was particularly interested in the field of death investigation. And it was through George that Francis was introduced to the developing field of forensic investigation. Hell yeah. Come on. Hell yeah. Uh, So Francis was, you know, a very classy, high society lady, um, loved throwing elaborate dinner parties for detectives and investigators to come and talk about solving crimes uh podcasts were not invented yet um so she <laughs> had that true crime coming straight to her she so was gonna say, like, it's the OG go. true crime yeah hell yeah <laughs> um so in 1931 she actually founded um the creation of the legal medicine department at harvard um the first of its oh, wow. kind um that was all dedicated to uh investigation things like that um but just giving money was not enough for francis um she was really passionate about forensic science the importance of investigating a crime scene and collecting evidence uh so she decided to make a bunch of murder dollhouses i'm sorry what (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) hell yeah uh so the nutshell studies of unexplained death are a series of 20 intricate miniature dioramas um depicting death well so there you go new hyperfixation unlocked continue Mm -hmm. enjoy um so like poly pocket for murder yeah um so each room um was built on a one inch scale um so one inch equals one foot um and was based on a real life unexplained death case 
Um, the evidence and details of the crime scene um, were accurate to the police files and reports from the real event, um, but the rooms themselves were like imagined by Francis. Uh, so these are, you, you can look up pictures. I will post a photo obviously on our Instagram along with this episode, but these are extremely elaborate little miniature dioramas. They had working lights and doors, things like functioning mouse traps. Um, and of course, corpses um, with the accurate amount of decay <laughs> based on the crime scene. Um, so each room has a written solution uh, that explains the clues you're supposed to find in it um, and what the investigator should have noted. Um, so she built these throughout the 30s and 40s um, and donated them to Harvard where she would host seminars um, bringing in investigators uh, to teach them about methods for collecting evidence. Because, uh, you know, this was the olden times where people were used to just walking into a crime scene and being like, ah, I guess somebody died here. <laughs> and, I think I'll touch everything with my Exactly. I bet yeah. I should touch stuff and, I don't know, lick it maybe. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, she was one of the things that got reported a lot was like she was, you know, very much recommending this theory of like using a geometric search approach to like have specific zones so you know where all the evidence comes from and stuff like that. Um, so if you attended one of these seminars, you would have 30 minutes um, to look at the model and try to identify the solution and figure out what this death um, was caused by. I have googled this while you've been yes. like image search these are insane they are so cool um so i have a list of the places the dwellings depicted in the diorama uh we've got a three room um dwelling a log cabin there's the blue bedroom the dark bathroom a burned cabin unpapered bedroom pink bathroom attic woodsman shack barn saloon and jail striped bedroom living room two-story porch kitchen garage parsonage parlor and bedroom uh so obviously that's a wide array um a very creative assortment um of rooms yes. <laughs> yeah there's um there's a few that I'm very interested to know more about. <laughs> yes. Um, so for for this work, um, obviously the dioramas themselves, as well as, you know, all of the endowments that she provided. Um, she is often known as the mother of forensic science. Um, and in 1943, she was officially named a captain by the New York Hampshire State Police, which makes her technically the first female police captain. Um, obviously like they didn't call it an honorary position but it's not like she was like out in the field as right. a police captain <laughs> right. uh, but still that's pretty cool um no, it is yeah and when um the harvard department of legal medicine disbanded in the 60s um the models were donated to the maryland medical examiner's office where they continued to be used for training uh for many years um, and in 2017, there was actually an exhibition of these at the Smithsonian Museum titled Murder is Her Hobby. Wow. Is it pretty cool? Uh, so a lot of this is very cool. Um, some parts are a little bit problematic. Um, so as we kind of said, Frances created all of these rooms out of her own imagination. Um, the articles that I read 
were definitely like uh some of her imaginings of like these are places that low class people live are <laughs> a little <laughs> a little a little classist we'll say she was a fancy society lady and she was like ooh this is probably what a saloon is like yeah. um, <laughs> uh, there were several places described the interior design of some of these as tawdry so ooh, we'll that's see awesome. yeah uh <laughs> in looking at my quick google search that's i don't um know any impoverished people that live like this but that's right. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but obviously we love a lady um who wants to use her crafty skills for something macabre and absolutely i just i love this combo of like a fancy society heiress and like this incredibly detailed like murder scene it's like such a flex of like you know your feminine skills being used yeah. in like a weird in disruptive way and like well, and again I mean, just like in the time i mean it's like what, what we mm -hmm. talked about with mary shelley like for a woman to be so kind of invested in something that was so gauche and right. like shouldn't would not be ladylike to be interested in is always just fascinating to yeah. delve into that space and time for that person it is and i i always love like i don't know maybe it's just because i relate to it <laughs> Being right a, a a delicate a delicate fancy lady myself who likes weird things but like i loved so many articles like emphasized the fact that it was like no yeah like she host like she was incredibly into like hosting these like gatherings she like personally like figured out the menus and the floral arrangements um but they were all about for talking about murder <laughs> so like you gotta have a beautiful centerpiece while you're gonna talk about a, a killing so yeah obviously and obviously um you can draw a direct line um from this to the spooky dollhouses and miniatures that we see today um this is obviously something that is very popular on you know like the TikToks. you've got southern gothic dollhouse and other folks yeah. who are making just like these very intriguing miniature experiences that's the first thing that i thought of was that i, I don't I don't remember their name. There's a, is it the Southern Gothic one that, that they're making like room by room? Yeah. That has like, a, she has like a whole like plot line. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll like show you like, oh, you move this chair and there's a scratch in the wallpaper. and like Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And there was another um, artist who was mentioned um, in the Smithsonian article I read uh, named Cynthia von Bueller, um, who was inspired by these to actually build a dollhouse that created the scene of her grandfather's murder. Oh my like, gosh. To like kind of re and eventually um, it developed into an immersive theater experience called Speakeasy Dollhouse. Um, oh, wow that seems like it was when i was like googling it there were like you know lots of people being like should i go to sleep no more or speakeasy dollhouse <laughs> so, oh, like, wow. so like it was on that level. in that kind of vibe um experience that's, that's one way to process your trauma <laughs> right <laughs> you know it's like sometimes you just gotta make a dollhouse about sometimes it <laughs> you gotta make a dollhouse <laughs> yeah um oh and i obviously i should have explained this before um so they're called the nutshell studies um because I guess she like described it as being like, oh, you should be able to like look at a room and find the truth in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And like kind of the idea of this like dedicated, um, I'm, I'm cupping my hands together, which you can't tell on the podcast, <laughs> but like a, an enclosed space that holds all of these like secrets and all of right. the information that you need 
um, in order to to solve it. And I do believe um, that there is that you can get like a PDF that has all of the solutions um, for the dollhouses in them. They were not like publicly out there since people were still using them for training. Um, one of the examples that I uh, that people specifically talked about in the article is I think the bathroom one. Um, there is a woman there and you're supposed to be able to identify from like wit witness a combination of witness statements that you read and like the fibers on the doorknob that she like um, that this was a, a suicide that she had rigged it up herself kind of. Hmm. That's, so, I was looking at these photos. And I was like, a lot of these just seem like, really sad suicides um yes but, <laughs> but there's like, one though did you see the one where it's like a a person like in a i can't tell if it's like a, a um a sink or a bathtub or like a trough <laughs> but she's Ooh. there's it's like a girl and her she's like half in it and there's water just like pouring on her face oh, from, no. the, from the spigot and i'm like i need more information <laughs> this is silly <laughs> yeah some of some of the they look pretty wild and it's it's weird to be like oh the to think of like these were like actual actual right actual crimes because like it definitely looks like any you know spooky dollhouse that someone might make and apparently so i i wasn't i didn't see if they meant in today's time but someone said that they cost like three to four thousand dollars Oh, I believe that. To make, and I don't know if that would, and I assume that's in today money, but, like, it's yeah. it's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, I see the, I see the person who's in the tub. In the, like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, it's kind of like the, um, the Gashley Chrome Tinies effect, yes, where it's, like, something much. that's, you know, inherently tied up in your childhood nostalgia, mm -hmm. but then it's like dark and weird so it's, yes. i just found myself i know that's like the incorrect response to have but i was looking at the photos and i just found myself like giggling right yeah <laughs> it's like, like, this is wild this is so silly it is i really like um the kitchen one um where someone's like lying face down in front of the oven and they just have like a little steak in the oven yeah yeah and it's just they are like it is that weird intersection of something that's like cute but also macabre that just kind of makes you it makes your brain like disassociate from like, it because yeah, you're like, like wait this is at? so like dissonant that it's like it's cute but it's also a murder <laughs> feels very jessica fletcher like <laughs> yes oh so i wasn't i was not able to figure out a source for this but one article said that she might be the inspiration for jessica that fletcher was my immediate when you started talking about her, I was like, oh, well, in the, um, the Smithsonian exhibit name, that what would you say it was murderers, murderers, her hobby? Yes. Or something. I was like, okay, so Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to find that. And I was like, where, who said this? Like, where was yeah. this? But it would be delightful if so. And I if, mean, I, I guess if any of our listeners don't know, Jessica Fletcher is uh, oh, yes. the protagonist of murder. She wrote. <laughs> so I'm sure you at least have heard of, of the, the program <laughs> yes the program yeah but yeah she was just this lady do, doing her own thing she was like i'm divorcing my husband and i'm into forensic science i'm gonna make my dollhouses and this is this is what i'm about and i respect that well it's certainly original if nothing else like that's 
definitely uh, something that no one else in her time was doing, I would say. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure Penny will post photos, but uh, Mm -hmm. definitely just go peruse all these online as well after you listen to this episode because they are incredibly detailed and just like fascinating. So are they still on display? Or no? Um, they are not current. So the, the Smithsonian exhibit ended, um, but I believe they returned um, to the Maryland Medical Examiner. So theoretically, mm. you could still see them there. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I would have, I remember them, I remember like, I feel like I maybe first heard about this when the Smithsonian exhibit happened, because I remember being like, wait, what? Murdered all houses? I gotta know more about this. Yeah. Well, if you need a last minute uh, niche Halloween costume, go as Frances and yes. tell her story. <laughs> Please. Carry a dollhouse with you with Carry a tiny corpse inside. Like, this, is, this is my nutshell. This is <laughs> my nutshell. The study of unexplained death. That reminds uh, me so much of, and uh, this is off topic, but at no, go Christmas, for my family had these ornaments that were like my favorite ornaments as a kid that were literally little nutshells that you opened oh, yeah. up and they had scenes inside them mm-hmm. do you have something like that yeah um, that's what i'm picturing is just like <laughs> those christmas ornaments but you open it up and it's like a ghastly murder <laughs> yes <laughs> incredible yeah so that's a short but sweet one i just wanted to pick out something that was intriguing to me and share it with all of you if you maybe hadn't heard about francis and her amazing dioramas before yeah that's amazing i'm so this is this is one of those weird things that hits right in you and i's like sweet spot yes of just like weird feminine feminine macabre as our friend amanda would say indeed (laughs) indeed gotta get a little bit of that feminine macabre going on all right. Um, thank you all for joining us today. Um, as we said earlier, you can definitely find photos um, of these nutshell studies over on our Instagram at Ghouls Night in Pod. And if you have been enjoying the episode, um, please do leave us a review. Uh, that helps us out so much. Um, and if you cannot leave a review um, on your podcast app, you can always send one to us. Um, and I believe Mitch has one to share today. I do. This is an Instagram submitted review from Megan. And she said, hi, ladies. I just wanted to see if I can leave a review for the podcast because I love it so much. I would definitely give it 10 stars. Oh, Woo. thank you so much. It means so much when we both get our, our own we love our stars. stars. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening at night when I'm working on my spooky crochet projects. Ooh, more mm-hmm. feminine crafts. We love it. I always catch my husband eavesdropping. <laughs> and i love the conversations it sparks at dinner thank you guys for being you and i can't wait to hear what topics you come up with next (laughs) thank you megan i hope you and your husband enjoy talking about murder dollhouses yes enjoy (laughs) over over your dinner yes all right well uh if you uh we already plugged the podcast instagram ghouls night in pod um and if you are looking for yours truly you can find me across the internet at penny snark um i am currently doing spooky days of halloween halloween outfits every day uh so check that out if you like spooky clothes Woo! and you can find me all over the web at midge monster and until next time Good. Good. Bye. Bye.